Buckle up, Buttercup. Episode 60. Talk about that. <laughs> That's your... <laughs> I don't know. Buckle up. Has that ever been said before? Buckle I don't know. I'll say it every time. I put Sadie in the car. Buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> I just said it sounds like they go together to me. Sounds like an action like catchphrase before... Buckle up, Banter Town. I don't know. We got to... Yeah. Episode 60, bro. Bro, we are a... We're old now. We're an old... We're officially, like, at this point, everyone always says, you know, like, 40 is the new 30 and all Mm -hmm. that. Like, I don't... And again, I'm not 60 yet, so I'm not trying to speak stereotypically of an entire demographic of people. And it's not 60 years, but just when you say 60, it just feels like 60. So it's like, this show's got crow's feet for days. (laughs) I really think that you're worried that we're just going to one day be in the middle of this and just be like, you know what? I got nothing left. (laughs) Like you're just going to, you know what? It's over. We're far too self-important for that. That's true. I have way too many things I think I want to say. When I had a blog, I remember when the the early blogger days, there was uh, blogger.com accounts and blogspot and I made a blogspot account and my blog was called Johnny's Forum of (laughs) Self-Importance. I remember that. (laughs) I had one. It was called uh, The Daily Thread. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yours had a catchier name. Yeah. Mine was snarky. I, I market myself in a very self-aware way. I think marketing bothers me yeah. at, a, at my root. Yeah. So whenever I had to get into doing comedy and like you have to swim in that sea of self-promotion, I hate it. I hate the, the nature of it, but I understand it's necessary. So I kind of do everything in a – like my banner at my shows has like my picture on it and all my self-social media, and then it says – Please buy something and help me pay for this banner. <laughs> and then my tablecloth says has my logo Johnny W. Huge spotlight on me. And then underneath it says has a fancy tablecloth. Yeah, I, love I just it. think that's the only way I feel like I can still do that stuff is to be like I know that this is dumb, you guys. Right, yeah. right. No, I had a call this morning. Uh, our publicity campaign is kind of closing, even though it kind of continues in the Father's Day, but yeah. the official part. And I had to like, we were talking about, well, what what else do you want us to f- finally look at and pitch? And I had to talk about a few things. And we just, she goes, that'd be good. We could name drop that. And I was like, I, I told her, I was like, I hate name dropping. Because like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be that guy, you know. I don't. But there's a necessity sometimes to right. to, to not hiding information that would be helpful to your art. So but I agree. I just... I think anytime you're so a couple of things I try to live by, like number one, don't ever believe everything your bio says. Like if you believe your bio exactly yeah. as it's written, you know, I mean, not like you should write things that are not true, <laughs> <laughs> but like if you're just like, you know what? I am that great. Yeah. Like, you know, the bi- voice of a generation. Yeah. Like I, I just can't, I can't, I don't want to believe my own bio is as good as it sounds. And then I certainly, uh, I certainly don't want to be the guy who's who's who gets really really comfortable with promotion. Like if I have to do it, fine. Yeah. But I don't want to be so comfortable with it all the time. Yeah, I've been around people who like that. Like, make sure my intro you say this, you know, and then they, it's very specific, and it's how many, you know, how many times they've been on, you know, this, this many shows and all this, and they're very specific. They want to make sure, and I understand uh, if you feel like it helps you. Sometimes an audience with what I do. Sometimes it's better just to come out and get into your stuff. Right. Like, they're there. It's not like they're going to be like, I didn't hear any credits. Let's walk. <laughs> like, they're there. Just go out and tell your jokes. Right. Having, like, a one-minute-long uh, intro. Agreed. It doesn't help. It really kind of is like, this guy's insecure. Right, yeah. Like, let me come out and capture you with what I actually do. And maybe some of that comes from working with Tim Hawkins so, so many years, who has no credits at all. He has zero credits. Yeah. And it's almost like a badge of honor for him that he's not done movies and tv and right and he has this grassroots grassroots i said grassroots grassroots he has this grassroots legion of fans. You know what he's dusty Rhodes. he's the american <laughs> dream dusty Rhodes. nikita koloff i'm coming for that belt uh 
no. So he has this grassroots following, and it's like they built it. Well, it's YouTube. I mean, I understand that. Like he got into YouTube right as it was becoming a thing. Right. He, so he just he, caught the wave of that. He climbed into the coaster as it crested the hill, which is hard to do. You just have to Man, be at the bottom. This metaphors. He climbed the steps beside the that, where they just repaired. We don't advise. Them. Don't do that. If you don't try that at home, no, children. No, but that's what Tim did. Yeah, he did, and that's that's cool. But yeah, so he's able to build this thing of like, no, I've not been on NBC. No, I've not been on Last Comic Standing. No, I never did this. And three thousand people are here. Right. It's very rare. I wear those things as a badge of honor as well. Yeah. Except that you're a nobody. Right. I'm like Tim Hawkins minus the success, the humor, and the fans who show up for things. Yeah. I'm just like did, him though. But I will say this, you stayed at a at a church. I thought you said at a Marriott or something. You did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like over the years, you've had opportunities to take your own church and do the whole thing of like, well, I was a youth pastor for five years, now I'm gonna be a college pastor, yeah. then I'm gonna be a I want my own thing. It's like the assistant coach that constantly is like but I know I have the best ideas. I'm going to wait for my moment to jump. And you just kind of stayed, and now you're teaching pastors. It's like you have a huge role here at this church, yeah. and you have this uh, legacy of consistency that I feel like a lot of pastors don't have. Well, thanks, Johnny. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm moved. I wish you had left. That's what I guess I'm saying. You'd be. You think of the money. You know, some of these mega churches, these, they pay these pastors tons of money. What are yeah, you doing? I know. I know. Um, well, but the money I make from this podcast That's true. completely I of the, makes up. I forgot for the podcast income. Yeah, I didn't. you did forget that. You got to factor that in. No, you know what? I, I think a lot, especially at our at our age. You know, I think a lot about legacy and consistency, and um, you know whether or not we feel contentment where we are. It's it's a and, and and I certainly don't live in some altruistic mindset where I'm consistently only thinking of others and how it helps the team. I mean, I certainly have all the same issues of pride and ambition and evaluation and self-evaluation that anyone has. But I, I think I'm happy. I do. I, happy is a, a strange word. I don't like to throw around, you know, because yeah. it's literally in uh, our Declaration of Independence and it just changed the way American mindset is. I don't know. I don't know if I have a right to the pursuit of happiness. I do think that I have a birthright of fulfillment as a follower of Christ you know? Yeah. And so, but I may go through a lot, I will, I will go through a lot of difficulties and suffering scripturally on, on the way It doesn't, those, those circumstances aren't supposed to rob me or, or, you know, promote me to joy. Joy is supposed to be in there regardless. So, but, but the point being like, I, I do, I enjoy, I enjoy longevity. Like there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I enjoy looking up and knowing I've been with people for a long time. doesn't mean it always will be that way and everything changes, but uh, and I'm taking this moment to announce that I'm leaving. So I'm wow, glad you set me up. Alive, man. Yeah, guys, um, <laughs> honestly, I'm not taking a church. I'm just going to go get a job somewhere in Seattle. Maybe in the fish market. I'm just going to go do something different. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's... Wow, I did not see this. Coming. So, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, once again, we'll, <laughs> I won't see you next week. Oh, no. Man. Legacy intact. No, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, I did. I, I feel weird. I did something. We talked about it a few episodes back, and I did something. Yeah. This is that weird line, and I felt like a fool doing it. A fool, Johnny. But now I see you're going to talk about it, so it makes it. It kind of takes the wind out of it, which I like. It's like we reveal our insecurities on this show. Oh like yeah, that. I think that's the draw. You're going to be. You're. You're. The only thing you'll respect me for is that I told you about it. Because yeah. if you knew about it without me telling you, you would completely lose I mean, respect. Like, it's yeah. true. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Tell the story. So, um, 
you know, I got that four-star review, and it just bugged me. It just bugged me. And the deal is it's a review service where you get a chance to review the reviewer. And it's not four out of 100, right? This is four out of five stars. <laughs> it's a good review. Well, yeah, but it, listen, it's not about because I think the book deserves a five-star review. Everybody, I need you to look. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the listener. Right, we talk about this. The reviewer didn't really criticize the book, right. had good things to say, and then gave it four stars. Right. They didn't say this book's this book has X, X, and X in the positive, but you know, the only thing it's lacking is you got that. It was just... Sometimes it's a mistake, though. Every now and then I'll see a review on iTunes and be like, love everything about this podcast, two stars. You're like, did you hit a button wrong? Right. I, I, I got, that's kind of where it was. <laughs> and, and even though it's a four star, yeah. like, to me, so there was like this section that said, you can't ask a question of yeah. the supervisor of the reviewer. You, you, if you tracked think, the guy down. If you think there was a mistake or something, you know. Wow. Which I've posted that review to the review section of Amazon. Like, I like it. The review, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, to uh, me, there was a, there was a technical problem. This is the nerd in me. Like, there was a, te- oh, so no. there was like a mini critique. And the things that he counted off for right. were, with no explanation, he gave four out of five in plot. And four out of five in development. Right, which it's a comedy book that's very, it's segmented. It's not meant to be plot and development yeah, it's, oriented. It's, it's like, sat, it's random satire. Right. And, and it's, it's build. There's, no, there's it's, no development. Right, it's build as such. Like, Remember I'm not, Seinfeld had that rule on their show in the writer's room, no hugging, no learning. Like, they didn't yes. want the characters to Exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the next yeah. crazy thing that enters my mind. Yeah. And I'm going to write it like it's organized, but it's just going to be ridiculous. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you why you should be afraid of dirt. Like, there's a, a whole section on the dangers of dirt. Like, you know, yeah. that, where are you going to, how does that fit into plot that's, development? It's a plot hole. What yeah. it is. It's a plot hole. <laughs> uh, no, I, I get it. It's so you track the guy down. So, I didn't track him like down. Like a maniac. I just <laughs> I went to his house. You'll rue the day, sir. <laughs> so no, I went. I just said they had a section to do this. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, just to the supervisor of him. I was like, hey, <laughs> I'm really grateful for all the great things. Wait a minute, you said. there's an intermediary that yeah. That's what I'm saying. Your... That's the only reason I did this. I wouldn't have told the reviewer himself. He gets his right. Does he work for Amazon? How does it work? He works for this for this review uh, company. There's certain companies that review, so okay. they have professional reviewers. You got a professional review, and yeah. so um, <laughs> and so. I just said, hey, listen. Had this person received a free copy of the book? So is it one of those kind of things? Probably. Where you get a free copy? They and probably then you get got to... a free copy to do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So you didn't even make money from the guy. Right. This is brutal. Okay, go. So, so I, I just said, hey, listen, I love everything he said. It's great. I'm not asking for, I'm glad he didn't put anything negative First on First of all, you started with a lie. I love everything he said. No, I did. I did I'm love. I'm totally fine it's, with this. It's what he didn't say. But why are you destroying my life? <laughs> so I just said, hey, I'm not trying to be that guy or a diva. I just, I'm worried yeah. that perhaps reading through his mini critique that perhaps he he mistook like <laughs> the genre. Perhaps he meant to write five stars. And here's where I really got. This is where I feel awful, pretentious, oh, no. awful. I was like, because I mean, like the, I can't even say this. I'm gonna say oh, it. I'm okay. outing myself. Do it. I need to give more context. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's just so painful. Honesty is so painful. Okay, it's fine. Um, no, it's a. <laughs> I feel in these moments. Yeah. That first of all, I had this thought: if he thinks I'm a diva, does it really matter? Right. Like I don't know him. I'm not in community with him. Can I'm he not... go back and change his review? Well, I don't know. That's the, what I was going for. Like you, the maybe net result would have been. If there like, was a mistake, you know what, sir? We're going to add you that fifth star. <laughs> we reviewed. 
what you said. It made sense. And you're right. There was a technical mistake here because we judged the <laughs> plot and development of a book that stated plainly there's no plot or development. Yeah. Like, how did you judge that? You know, So you get the right yeah. to have an opinion, but perhaps those are not judgeable categories. This is so sad. And, and so, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I did it, and I'll tell you what I said. Yeah. The reason I did it was stewardship. Like, it really is for me. Yeah. I have to advocate the best I can for everything I can when it may, when it can. And yeah, so, but it'd be different if it was like a one star is going to bring the net total of the reviews down. But a four is not really, doesn't really hurt you. Well, but this is a professional review. It doesn't go in the same places like Amazon reviews. Yeah. Like, this is one of your professional reviews. But it's reviews. still good. It's still good, it's though. It's good. Uh-huh. And enough for an award from the same organization. <laughs> so I was worried, like, oh, man. Now, if you look at the award winners, none of them are four stars. So you said, take, I said, take this down. No, I just said, I just think others have, I think others may have seen what genre the book is. Yeah. Ah, this is awful. The book did win the Silver or Ippy Award. Oh, boy. And I was like, you so. You dropped the award. I did. I dropped it. Like, but I'm saying there's a consistency issue here for me. If these people think, obviously, yeah. this is another rep- reputable organization that's giving out reviews and awards. Yeah. You guys didn't even, not only would this not meddle or whatever in your, I didn't say this, but not only would this not, like, I'm okay if it doesn't win something. But that just seems like they're judging it differently than you did. Other other professional organizations are judging so it's an it differently. eighty. Four out of five stars is an eighty. What's right? That, was that a C? And I'm going to guess that the is silver that a C or a B in today's grading. Eighty's a C. You yeah, basically so gave you, this. A, you said you basically read it, and, and you and I did put this. They put the words in the review: yeah. a must read. Wow, they wrote must read, but then right gave it an eighty. Yeah. And so for me, I was just like, hey, I'm cool with it if you chose to do that. I'm just technically wondering if perhaps the, the reviewer misjudged the genre a little bit in those particular areas. So she wrote back very kindly, congratulations. Leave Ippie. me alone. Like you are. Oh, she wrote congratulations. Yippee for your ippy, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all very, <laughs> we're all very impressed. I know, because I'm not that guy. I wasn't trying to drop it. It was just like, but I might as well be, t- I mean, I don't know these people. This is what they do all day long professionally. Would, it's okay to discuss this. You know? I think they rolled their eyes so hard. Oh, that they got there's no doubt. I'm so blacklisted now. I think they're like, dear lunatic, and Who then deleted this it. Guy? <laughs> dear lunatic. So she said, most reviewers tend to mention what they liked about a book yeah. and then let the starred rating reflect their overall opinion, which is why your review is positive, but you receive four stars. The reviewer lowered your rating on development and plot because he simply felt they could have been better. He was not, com- and I agree they could have been better. He was not comparing your plot and development to a standard book, but was saying that the way you laid out and told your story could have been a little better in his eyes. Maybe it slowed down here or there. Maybe some parts were unnecessary. But the whole book was unnecessary, Johnny. The yeah. whole thing. Uh, or you could have expanded on others. He's saying that the way you could you crafted your book could have been a little better to what he considers to be a five-star book. But like you said, now this is just where it gets great. But like you said, four stars is great. And most readers actually prefer, most readers actually <laughs> prefer to see four-star reviews yeah. because they feel they're more honest. So having a four-star review with your other five-star reviews will enhance consumer confidence in the high quality of your book. That's very, that's kind of a condescending thing to say. Like, she's trying to tell me that four, four stars. Four is just as good as just as five. Good as five. It's better, even. I was like, I think five actually, technically, is exactly one Ask star better. Ask a four-star general if he feels like he's better than a five-star <laughs> five star. general. Actually, guys, no one wants no one wants all the prestige of the five-star. It's just so much. <laughs> there's so much media attention. I'm more real than the five-star. The five-star's like, oh, he's perfect. Oh, look at me. Four-star, I'm like, I'm I'm right there with you guys. Like, you ever, you ever, you know, Cracker Barrel, you know, the waitresses have the stars, you know? Yeah. Have you ever had a five-star waitress versus a four-star? I never noticed. It's this ranking system, but Cracker Barrel. I'm assuming so. If you're not no. seeing it on, on their aprons. 
I think it has to do with the number of years they've been there, actually. But I always fancy like that idea of like a four star, a four star waitress at Cracker Barrel. You know, yeah. like what she's just doing in the back, like line up, go, you know, yeah, left, she's... right, like she's just freaking out on him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you call these eggs, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh dear. So listeners. <laughs> Man, this is funny. This is horrible. This is great. I'm not really that guy. I'm happy to get the four star. So I'm friends with a guy named Thor Ramsey who yep. uh, uh, he was written some books now too. But he, I found like a, tw- a thread of him on Amazon where there was he was in some DVDs that were stand up specials that were built for the Christian market called Thou Shalt Laugh. Yeah, Thou Shalt Laugh one was the highest selling clean comedy DVD of all time. Wow. Like I think it was released through Time Life even wow. or Warner Brothers. And so they was like a huge push for it. Like late night on TV when they're getting ready to sign off. Does it's Time like, Life still exist? I don't know. Back okay. then it did. This okay. was like 10 years ago. So Thor was on that. And then I think he did two or three as well. Part two and part three. Anyway, at one point in one of those sets, he made like a very edgy for Christian market joke about like his favorite scripture is whatever. And it was from song of Solomon about, you know, enjoy the wife of your youth. It was very kind of a sexual connotation. Right. And so people who bought this and tried to watch it with their eight year old naturally, because it was not love Christian comedy. They were kind of deeply offended by it. So some of these people got really uppity and they left reviews. I thought this was supposed to be, he starts commenting and flaming them underneath. Well, then you wouldn't have a hard time reading the Bible. There's murder, incest, and his, I did not his, do this publicly. His case for his, he was making his case for his, his act by saying like, if it's in the Bible, then it should be fair game in my comedy act, which I don't know if that's a fair thing to say either, but right. it's interesting, but it, it did make me kind of be like, geez, Thor, I mean, come on, man. But yeah. I get it again. It's the same concept of like, I'm lobbying for my art here. You have, you have the right to say what you're going to say. And I have the right to say what I'm going to say back to defend it, you know. I got to say, though, that now after listening to that, everything I just did was completely and totally ridiculous. So, I, you know what? If I could go back in time, how about this? I don't think I would have sent that email. I just kind of did it like, you know, this is a, I'm sending a professional. This is as a writer, not you, as a— So did the review uh, coordinator person contact directly the other guy? I don't know. And hear back, or was he just like— defending the guy's review without even having... I bet you they get these all the time because they have the section for yeah. it. So it's probably their job to say, unless the person made an actual mistake, it is a subjective review. That's what reviewers well, are. Well, I remember like when Amazon reviews started being like a thing where it could influence book sales. Yeah. It, there was a fear of that, of like, okay, let's say I have an ex-wife or an ex-girlfriend, yeah. and she decides to rally her 20 best friends to just give me a one star. She can kill my book. Oh, yeah. And the system should not be that easy to hijack. Right. And so I understand it is hard. Uh, my, I'm, 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 I say that. I'm laughing at you, but I check my Amazon for my special all the time to see if there's a new review yeah. and to see if the mean – because, like, my first review was a four-star. Mm. And it was somebody that said, this is great. And they said – I don't think they said something like – that didn't fit my material at all either. It was something like – um, it's a little politically incorrect, but but if that bothers you, you're a snowflake, that kind of a thing. And I was like, my material's not what? politically incorrect. Yeah. Like, I don't have political material at all. And uh, and then the rest, you know, I've had a, you know, obviously I had some friends was like, hey, leave a review for this if you can. I was trying to, like, get it. Do you tell your friends not to say that you're they're, they're your friends? Oh, of course. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> but, I mean, I do have fans that love reviews, too, which is cool. But, uh, and people are happy to do it, usually. Yeah. You know, it's like, it helps. But now the the like the average now is like three point nine or four point nine. What is it? Five on Amazon? Yeah, so four point nine stars. But it's because of the I have like two four stars in there. 
But they weren't negative again. But we should contact and them. And I didn't freak out like you did. <laughs> I <laughs> know oh, I did freak out, but I internalize it. I'm like, oh, four stars. Johnny, Why wouldn't they? I'm not. You know what? The deal but if is, I had a couple of one or two stars, I would probably freak out for real. I'd be like, Why don't they love me? Well, you know, I got that on some collaborator things. We talked about that before. You know, just yeah. the somebody just freaking out because they don't understand what we did, and that's okay. Like this, I feel awful. The review is great, and he wasn't a troll or anything. He What's could, his name, John? I, that's my <laughs> <laughs> he he gets the right to say he's four star, and, he does. I, and, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised anything higher than that. Anyway, I just was surprised. This was more yeah. about the writing of the thing. Like, hey, yeah, truthfully, how truthfully out of the things you took off, how could you? What else could have been a plot or a development yeah. issue in a book like this? I that, waver when I I waver when I'm doing like something that I put out there. I'm like, I waver between like these two extremes of like, this is as good as anything else out there. Why wouldn't I be a big deal? And then the other thing I think is like, why would anyone watch this? Oh, yeah. Like the fact, because like I'm getting ready to do a ticketed events this weekend, and it's kind of this big step for me. And we're, we're wavering. We're trying to figure out how to sell tickets in these markets. And it's kind of like sweating blood. Like, am I a draw? Am I not a draw in you know this this region? And part of me is like, why can't, you know, why would this not sell out right away? And then part of me is like, why would anybody get off their couch oh, yeah. And make plans to come see me. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, yeah. it baffles my, it boggles my mind. In, a, in the same, in the same sentence that I've just said, like, well, of course they'll come. And I'm also thinking, why would anybody? All the shows we have on Netflix now. Why would anyone ever leave home? You can order pizza. Yep. You can stay at home. No, and it's that second one that causes me to do things like this. Because yeah. I feel that way. I don't feel like how dare you? Everything right. I wrote was great. I feel like hey, if I can hustle. For for a little extra, it may just mean somebody out there is going to surprise me and read this book because, like, I don't feel like people. In fact, let's just say this: every one of you viewers, we can have you chime in on this. Sorry, listeners, who's viewing us? <laughs> um, this is to the government, guys. Yeah, every one of the listeners. The only way for us to really know, yeah, is for every one of you to buy my book, right? Read it, okay, and go review it. And if you give a four star, right. I promise I won't. And again, I can't. I can't contact reviewers. I don't think who just leave <laughs> customer reviews. This is not a customer. Listen review. Listen here, Monkey Boy four twenty six. Who do you think you are? Like I would love it. So that's the only way, John. And for them to all yeah. go listen to your comedy special and review it as well. They can do what they want. But the main thing is just uh, I do like we do like hearing from listeners of the podcast. Like even if they just tweet oh, at yeah. us and say, "Hey, I love Seriously, this part," it really does it, mean yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, we're human beings. If that, tell us how we could do better, even. But don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that second thing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want critique. We're open to criticism. Tell us it's just amazing. not the negative kind. Tell me it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Who's a good boy? I am. I am a good boy. Yeah. No, I, you know it's funny. I, I don't. I don't trust my judgment, and it became very apparent. Laura and I went to. I have had two funerals to go to this week, and we're coming back in Nashville traffic at light. We have Sadie in the car. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the middle of Nashville traffic, and I'm behind this really nice car. I forget what it was. And they have a personalized license plate. Yeah. And I come up to it, and I'm sitting there behind. And she's kind of on her phone, and I begin reading out loud what the license plate says because I'm, I'm trying to decipher Sound it. it out, yeah. You know, and basically it says, now, you're, you're probably going to get it immediately, so don't give it away. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But for about five minutes, I just go, mm-hmm. Nurhead. 
Nurhead. Spell it for me. What did it say? Well, that'll. <laughs> what did you think it said? N U R N U R H E A D. Right. Nurhead. Yeah. Nurhead. Yeah. I just keep saying it. I yeah. look at my wife and I look over at the car and I go, <laughs> Nurhead. Okay. That's what it is. That's guys. Maybe that's the one they gave him. This is it's very, not even very. Elementary personalized. <laughs> just Here you go, sir. You're Nurhead. <laughs> This is very per- like this is really personalized. He's picked a word, I guess. Is I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything to anybody else but him. He's in a nice car, nerdhead. Yeah, what are you doing, you nerdhead? And my wife turns to me finally and says, "Go ahead, Johnny." In your head, <laughs> I knew you'd get it. She goes, "How did you not? How could you? You do words?" For- I was like, "But there's no punctuation or spaces. Yeah. What do you mean? I've never won like Wheel of Fortune or something." Well, in other words, the show. Remember that show where you're watching the Game Show Network? It's called Bumper Stumpers, and it was about that. It was license plate, <sighs> little abbreviated license plates, and you had to guess. Well, and the irony was, he really was in my head. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He is and now. Yeah. Now, I mean, now look how far it's gone. But I don't think he meant like in your head because you're trying to figure out this license plate. I think it was like a a bravado. Look at me in my nice car. I'm in your your head. head. You know, I'm just like. But so now I just, nerdheads become a part of my vocabulary. I'm just like all the time. Look at this nerdhead. Watch out there, nerdhead. So we're, <laughs> don't be a nerdhead. Don't contact your reviewer and ask for the fifth star. Yeah, I'm sorry that, that happened. But, but it's uh, beautiful that you shared it. I did. That's I'm the just, kind of vulnerability, John. Dude, that's why we're friends. I said, man, when I do something stupid, I immediately want to call and tell you and be like, "You can't. You're not going to believe this." Oh crap. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I love it. We got to tell. I immediately. I that's the thing. I used to be really protective of that stuff. Now I'm like, I wonder if this will work on stage <laughs> while I'm like holding my ankle as it's bent over in half. You know, <laughs> wonder if this will work. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Um, I don't live. I don't know. I enjoy. And you, you always. I don't know what it is about me, but all of my friends always have poked fun at me. You know, like I'm an. You've always said I'm just an I easy think, target. Well, I think there's something about you where you're like a bend but don't break. It's like. You don't have a brittle spirit about you, so people... It's almost like a compliment, because they know you can take it. Oh. do you think? This whole time has been a compliment? Johnny, yeah. I cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> Turns out we were wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. At the age of 40, You're John broken. discovered... No. <laughs> you gave me a brittle spirit. <laughs> Nerdhead. No, I think at some point I sold out to like, well, you might as well just laugh along when you make mistakes. I mean, like, it's way more wow. fun to live that way. I might as well have fun, too, with this. <laughs> if everyone sorry. else is having fun at my I'm expense. sorry if I've hurt you, John. No, you haven't. I'm just teasing. No, there but is I mean, something. I know if people love me or not. You know what I'm saying? That's the bottom. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So. I don't know. There is something. I feel like everybody's got a friend in their group like that that you just go. Well, it's you can pick on this guy, and it's for fun, and people know. Like if people don't, like if you're in, if you see a friend group, and there's one person being kind of protected, yeah, that means they're kind of afraid to mess with that person because they're, right, there's they a don't fragility. Think they can handle it. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not usually a good thing, right? Like whatever you do, don't don't mention this about this person. And I get yeah. that you want to be protective a little bit, but the, I don't. With guys, I think it's different than girls. Maybe girls, like there used to be a, a saying I saw one time and said. Guys, uh, uh, guys uh, insult each other but don't mean it, and women compliment each other but don't mean it. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. It's so true. Like she went, nice dress, and they go, right. whatever. Maybe buy one the right size next time. Right. Well, we are, we're really struggling to find out what we think women say. <laughs> I just let you know how little about their, inter, so their inner monologue the female we psyche. know. <laughs> <laughs> women are like, John, I got nothing. There's <laughs> no wonder we're in trouble yeah. often. No, I do. I, I I think that. Does Laura have a lot of female friends or has she got more? Yeah. 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 Yeah, she. I mean, Laura again. She, she. Uh, we've all just grown more honest in that. Like, yeah. you know, Laura will look. We should talk to me because as Sadie enters teen years, you know, there's like a. Um, I guess there's. It's almost like you're watching your child walk into a minefield. Yeah. When she's a girl, you know, mm-hmm. of the drama and everything, and and Laura right. will teach me. Like, well, let me tell you what teen year drama was like for me, and what, and of course, that being youth pastors for years. So we kind of are like trying to tell Sadie, because Sadie will just say normal things that kids say. Right. You know, and you're like, hey, listen, there's a mind there, I promise you. Like, I've seen this, and, and yeah. your mama, you know, lived this as a female. And if, if you can, this may seem normal to yeah. all the girls around you, but you don't want this to be normal. You, yeah. You're going to look up in your mid-20s, and you're going to be like, wow, why did I do that? Uh, I think the same is true for guys. I have so many. I wouldn't call them regrets, you know, because I feel... Um, forgiven and and i feel that i've moved past and there's healing there but you know often i will get these especially i think in the way that that i treated dating and and, and those kinds of things in high school when everything was just like a a free-for-all and and you're hormonal and like what is normal should have never been normal the way that you think the way that you talk the way that you look at women the way that you think about uh what a date is or is not and I look back and I didn't have, besides my parents, a lot of people speaking something healthy there, even in church. I mean, I think that's why we, we tried to do that differently. Like the idea of respect, mm-hmm. uh, like so I, I think I'm respecting, I don't think I'm disrespecting, but this feels normal that this is, that this is okay to think like this or to talk like this. And so like, I found myself even in my thirties sending Facebook messages to friends going, Hey, wow, I really wish in eighth grade, ninth grade, I wouldn't have been this way. I'm not yeah. like saying, I know this is a weird thing to say, but I don't think it's ever too late to say, yeah. I wish I would have had more respect. I, I wish I would have understood that. Um, so when you're looking at your kid though, marching right into that same battle and you realize I'm not sure that I can stop that. Like I'm not, I'm not a fact correction. I am sure that I cannot single-handedly stop that. Yeah, uh, I can't give enough information. I'm, I'm trying to, that's to, gonna be the hardest thing about being a parent oh. to me. Like I, whenever I see, my friends who are parents because I'm not but I'm just like I've, I remember that stuff and I remember my mom tried to protect me so much from everything she was so overprotective yeah. and she wanted to protect me from just everything bad and she was so unable to yeah uh, incredibly unable to uh Thank God she was a good parent at least and didn't like push anything. She did, she wasn't the root cause of anything bad but just this idea of like I'll shelter you from this and we'll We'll have, we'll even have our own language for things. We won't even say the words that are the real words for things. We'll, and then they just like the minute you're exposed to things, like you cannot protect your child from pain. And I think that's, that's part of the, that's part of the hard part is like knowing they're going to be mortally wounded, embarrassed uh, a lot. Yeah. They're going to have their heart broken a lot. Like, and, and it's like, man, it's hard. Yeah. I don't have, I can't begin to explain to you the, the pain that you feel like when you see 
so during volleyball, Sadie has always been the youngest. Mm-hmm. She's played three years now. Yeah. She's had to play up every year. She's been the youngest on every team. So there are times where I see a frustration in other girls towards the youngest. Yeah. And most of them are great. And, and, but, and I get the frustration. There are times my kid would be frustrating with her age and her maturity. You know, she didn't get to the ball in the way you wanted to. She wasn't paying attention to it or whatever. And, but I see them yeah. frustrated but hiding it in a way that Sadie cannot detect. Yeah. And so I feel this real sense of Sadie doesn't know that this thing is happening, you know. And it's very minor usually. I mean, it doesn't take anything for a parent to freak out, you know. And and, and, and in that moment, though, I, I say all that to say that's that's normal. And I, I feel such empathy. Yeah. Like that it, it – it, she's not feeling any of it. She doesn't right. necessarily know it's happening. And I just want to – like I either want to – help her understand it so she can, you know, either confront it or change what she's doing to help it not have to happen. Or I want to just really scoop her up, put her in the car and yeah. drive her to the beach somewhere. We're, we're and just, homeschooling now. Right. Live an enchanted Volleyball existence. Volleyball team somewhere. of one. Yeah. And you know, that doesn't help because that's just <laughs> life. Like she's going to yeah. have to, uh, to deal and you cannot protect people from everything. Um, well, and then you, and it's a disaster if you do really. Right. Because that's where the good stuff is. Oh. You know, sometimes that's like where you, like in your darkest moment. We're, I, was, I did a radio interview. We're trying, to get, uh, we're trying to get ticket sales driven up for this Baltimore show I'm doing on Thursday. Hey, if you're listening you're in Baltimore, come on out yeah. Thursday night. Um, tickets on johnnyw.com. But we're taught, they were asking about like your comedy, where does it come from? And, and I told them like when I was starting out, a lot of it was really like almost like a shield. Like my jokes were kind of snarkier and they were like, it was almost like the fat kid. I'm going to mention the thing about me before you can say it. Right. But I wasn't real. I wasn't being real. Yeah. I wasn't being vulnerable. And, um, yeah, like the last five or six years, it's been more of like the thing that would have embarrassed me to my core as a kid that I was like, I hope nobody ever finds out about this. That's the thing. I'm like, I need to tell that on stage. Yeah. Cause I, and then you find out when you say it on stage, a hundred other people are feeling the same thing. Right. Um, I do a thing. Uh, I haven't done it in a long time, but I used to do this thing about when your girlfriend breaks up with you at camp for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she goes and has this spiritual experience at camp and basically her youth pastor or whoever tells her like, you just need to date Jesus now because you know, right. you're, this, you're too hung on with boys. And so the, she uses an excuse to break up with her schlubby boyfriend anyway. And I was that boyfriend. <laughs> So I wrote a song about it and this whole thing about it. She, she broke up. She said she broke up with me. And then the hook of the song is if she's dating Jesus, why is she making out with Brad? And so, but again, there's like, there's pain yeah. is the root of that. So if I had not experienced that, I would just have this really vanilla, weird uh, reference points. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it was all beach trips and ice cream and. Mom and dad loved each other and everything was not that you're you know, people that come from a supportive home. I'll be say that. Like, how do you how do people who are not broken get into what I do or how do they become pastors or how they like, how do you what do you draw from? It's like, I don't necessarily think it's like, man, I wish mom and dad would have fought more so I could have more. Right. It's not that. But there's definitely something of like you learn this life skill of making lemonade out of lemons, I think, you know, to some degree. Yeah, it, you know. Is is a interesting segue, but we were talking the day coming back from funerals, yeah. and I have this thought because I'm very neurotic on things and think 
probably on the dark side of things further than I should in a healthy way. <clears throat> but I often think about that even as a counselor, mm-hmm. how often um, somebody with a really, really positive parental experience that ended early. Yeah. Like they seem more broken to me sometimes than somebody who had a negative parental experience. It's almost yeah. like the presence of, like I think about that. I want Sadie to feel loved and protected, and but I try to be really careful to to not say I will always be here. Yeah, I can't make that promise. Yeah, that's tough. And so there's that hint of, and she has that um, that tension inside of her. She's been to enough funerals. She's around it enough to know. And and I I have to let that tension remain. Like I I can't. Yeah. No, no, it's all going to be fine. I'm just setting her up. And it, it pains me because mm-hmm. I don't want her to carry that reality. But it's also a necessity. I'm not loving her well. I really struggle with that. I always think of that. That's And I do. All I can do is pray about it. When you're worried, you pray. And just, Jesus, you know, look, I'm asking. You don't owe me anything. You don't owe me anything. You've already given me everything. If if it would be pleasing in your plan for me, because I have a single uh I have, I have an only, you know, as well. Like, there's no, there's no other sibling around. Right. You're in my dark place now, but that, <laughs> like, if she loses me, or her mom, or both, like, you know, it's going to be a very, very difficult road. I know we have other family and all those things, but we're her whole life. Yeah, you know, like we're we're her life, and and then I think about now I'm older, and you know, my dad. You know, by the way, today is the two year anniversary of my dad yeah. passing away. And, um, my mom lives with us now and, but we have siblings, you know, mm-hmm. who are around and, and taking care. You know, Sadie doesn't have that, you know, and I'm thinking about our older age when someone needs to take care of us and all that. And then I feel that like it's all going to fall on her and this is again, the dark place. So I ask God, like, God, if you'd let me live to be a hundred where I can see my great grandchildren, when I die at a hundred and Sadie's 70, I think we'll be past a hundred. I think we had, we will wow, have this a big, this is a big prayer. Why not? We, you know, God, that may not be what your plan is. I'm going to trust I feel like you plan. ask God for five stars and he's going to give you four. <laughs> <laughs> if he gave me 90, I'll take it. You know? That's 80, John. So, four sorry. is 80. <laughs> I'll even take 80. If she's, so she'd be 50, you know, but at the end of the day, it happens every day. And, and, and I'm no different. I get that. Yeah. I may be different in the fact that I'm talking to Jesus about it. I mean, quite honestly, but I'm asking for those things because, and Sadie could make it. I don't, yeah. but all I know, and I think this is, this is the key to it. Yeah. All I know right now, I haven't seen the adult Sadie. Yeah. Like, I don't know her. I don't, right. I don't know the well-adjusted, mature adult who's going to grow into that strength that she has now as, as a little bit of, of spiciness that I'm glad she has. I don't know that, that person. So it's kind of like when, new, like we have several, uh, friends who have newborns, Yeah, you know, but you don't know your, when your kid's a yeah, newborn, you, right. you become a newborn in some ways. Like yeah. it's the opposite of it, but you're looking at every sharp corner. You're yeah. making sure that everything is safe. So you become the thing that that ha- you have to be for your kid. So right now, watching my kid make that transition, you know, I, I haven't seen what she looks like as a well-adjusted, married, thirty-year-old with kids of her own, maybe uh, who has hopefully a, a strong faith in Christ and a strong support system around her and a community. All the things I want to build as normal and in church, so that they become normal for her. I haven't seen that. So all I can do now is pray as the parent yeah. of a ten-year-old. So. Ugh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he just brought you down. Didn't Welcome does. to the depths of what it means to be yeah. a parent. But I was thinking about the four out of five stars. Yeah, what if what if that's how it works? <laughs> if you're like, 
what if that's how that's how our years are decided? God's like, I didn't see a lot of plot and development, and so I'm calling you home. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, I'm like God, but you didn't even give me any any feedback. Yeah, it's like, look, I, yeah. I sent things. You need to trust my opinion here. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. It's true that we've talked about that before about how like we've made our lives so comfortable, and have we we've insulated ourselves from probably the things that would make our life more interesting. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, I remember, and this is kind of a weird example, but like picking up people, like, pick, like if you see somebody stranded on the side of the road, yeah. hardly anybody ever stops. Now no. it's like, well, they've got a cell phone. I can't risk life and limb right. to help this person. But I remember stopping all the time with my mom and she would, she would ask if they need help or like my brothers, my older brother, when he would, he'd be like, whatever. He helped somebody change a tire one time. Yeah. I stopped one time to help somebody. Cause I knew a little bit about cars and I even helped the guy get their car started. And it actually worked out. Wow. And, uh, but it's like, we wouldn't stop at all now, but it's like, that's why we don't have those stories. But I guess we also don't have the stories of being like dragged into the woods. Right. <laughs> I do still stop, you know, but I, I try to, you know, and again, it's probably stereotypical. But. I don't know. I think that's a risk. That's it's a real risk, but we don't even take the but risk. I see of, a mom and kids broke down. Right, that's true. You know, it's less but likely. That's their, gonna, that's their scam. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect scam. Well, I mean, wow. There's a whole other level of, of yeah. diabolicalness. <laughs> How do you want to say that? Word? I will say this: if I see like a guy, a homeless guy that has a dog, I'm more. I don't know why that makes me feel weird, but I am more likely to give to that person because I'm like, I got this dog. Right. But that doesn't mean I like the dog better than the person. I just think, well, they got two mouths. To, I don't know why. I think, I think all that means I is, do is love dogs. you identify with them because you love dogs. There is an innocent, a completely innocent party right. in the thing. Like the guy, you don't know. And there's people that are homeless through no fault of their own. But there are homeless people who've made choices along the way and now they're homeless. But when you bring a dog into it, you're like, dude, this dog. But again, who knows what would happen to that dog without the, I don't know. I was speaking of anyway. Dogs. If you want to, if you want me to give, you need to get a dog. Is basically <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, and it made me sad. Um, I was well, wa- by all means, bring it up because we've, <laughs> we've had enough dragging. We've we had enough sadness face. today. Wow. We had a friend who passed away, but we went on a mission trip together to Panama. We talked about yeah. Panama trip being sick the other day. Yeah. I was walking through Aldi, and I saw an Nabisco box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it reminded me of our friend Weston. And I, I thought of the, I told Laura the whole story. I laughed so hard. I was like, so we were in Panama. <laughs> so everybody, we're living on a mountain near, you have, to, you, know, you have to walk down to get to the river where you bathe and you filter You're your You're four water. hours from the nearest city. You're four hours from the nearest road. Right, right. Like we dirt roaded it in uh-huh. and up this mountain. And so we're literally off the grid. And that's where we got sick. We're living in tents. And Johnny and I dug a latrine that was like... Um, I mean, it was a good fifteen to twenty feet deep. Like it was the it was the largest man made hole I'd ever seen. Man made, you know, without yeah. somebody. So, uh, Johnny, that means made by men. In case you don't, <laughs> I'm glad I'm defining that word for everybody. And so, um, there was this dog. His name was Pooey. Pooey. I don't know why his name just came to me. Yeah. I don't know what nurhead means, but I can remember Pooey somehow. Yeah. And so, dogs when we're usually in South America. Like or Central America, dogs are like nothing to them. They're just roaming wild packs in the streets everywhere. Yeah, and the men especially, like they're just yeah, kick the dog, get the dog out of the way. Like the dog is, they're all it's just fend for yourself. It's a terrible thing. generalization. I'm just saying of our experiences of our experience, in the cities we've been in. I'm not saying yeah. everybody in South America does that. I'm saying the dogs are not prioritized at all for sure. Right. Yeah. Where we've been. Yeah. Okay. 
And so, of course, you just love it. So Johnny, uh, maybe the reason we all got sick, I don't know. I'm <laughs> just loving on this Johnny dog. takes Pooey, like, and shows Pooey for a week what it what it feels like to be an American dog. Yeah, that's true. In Johnny's house. Yeah. So the dog's up in Johnny's tent. He's sitting in Johnny's lap. And that dog hit the lottery. Giving like, me the mange. Pooey is freaking out. And Johnny's feeding him little Triscuits. Yeah, yeah. You know. And so, of course, Johnny's doing the dog's voice. And Weston's doing the dog voice. Yeah. And it's, of course, has a, a thick Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we were leaving, we were all in the back of these trucks, finally going back to civilization. And that dog <laughs> stood there looking at our truck departing. And yeah. it was as if. Yeah. I mean, it was the like gravy the, train was leaving. Yeah, it was like it was like the ending of a story where someone had just died, and yeah. like now the credits are about to roll. It was like the end of Casablanca. It was, it was awful. like where you, yeah. and so Weston did the dog's voice. He was like, <laughs> "Por qué, por qué, Johnny? No more Nabisco, no more Nabisco." And so I just remember Nabisco, but I was thinking about Pooey and I wonder where Pooey is today, Johnny. I don't know. That was a long time ago. Pooey. I don't think Pooey made it. <laughs> Pooey. <laughs> he went kapooey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, now. Am I there? So, I just, man, you do love dogs. That was my point of that. Like, you you went on a missions trip and ministered to that dog, bro. Like, we were <laughs> there for my, the kids, but you reason. really ministered to that dog. <laughs> <laughs> that dog got saved, John. Uh, so, it was all worth it. Oh, my gosh. If one dog out there. Yeah. Johnny, if only one dog in our whole ministry comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus, it'll be worth it. You know, <laughs> I said that in the book. If only one person out there reads this book, if it just reaches one, yeah. then I'll it's probably never, I'll probably never get a book deal again. So it's not going to happen. But, yeah, but uh, no. interesting though, the people that that live there because we talk about it, we got sick, but that was they. Some of them drink the water every day. They don't that like their bodies adapt. Oh, yeah. They don't get sick from the things that would make us sick. Isn't that interesting? Like, we have more sensitive stomachs, I guess? Or, well, friend, or do they have all the parasites, too? I don't know what's going uh, I on. I think that they're like Mr. Burns. In the episode where he had all of the diseases oh, Every disease in perfect, perfect harmony. Balance. No, I do think that their bodies... Well, you know, obviously, kids are sick. That's why we go. It's one of the reasons yeah. to get clean water and other things. But they don't seem like that they're actively as sick as we are. I think part of it has to do with, you know, there are, um, I guess... Organisms living in all of our yeah. diets and in our digestive systems is getting really gross here, you know, but that we're just okay with. But you know, my friend Ed, when he moved here from Uruguay, yeah. if you remember, he was sick for the first couple of months just because of the difference. I mean, right. the water's filtered differently. The, the way the food is prepared probably yeah. had to do a lot with uh, processed, the way our food's processed differently. Than I remember when we came down from the mountain, we went into Panama City, and so it was the first time we'd been around real food. And other chance to have a real meal. And so we're trying to decide where to go. And we stopped at this one place that had two or three choices. And we went to this. It was a Chinese place. Do you remember this? So we go in. And I'm like, okay, well, this seems. And then for whatever reason, two of our other guys that were on the trip, they stayed back. One of them had married a Panamanian uh not Maybe. on the trip. No, no, no. I'm but. saying like, but he knew like he knew a lot of around the way. He knew yeah. Panama City, and so he stayed back. And I wonder what is he doing? Why did he not eat here? And he goes, the bus drivers did not go in here to eat. Yeah, they walked like down the road. He goes, so I knew that like it wasn't whatever. I was like, are you kidding me? I'd already eaten, and I do remember this too. I was eating. It looked like you know like sesame chicken. Yeah, you know. I'm eating, and I'm thinking, this is the weirdest. This is ch-. maybe I just because I haven't had food in a week. Real food, not in a package. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I'm just getting over being sick. And then somebody walks around, and I'd eaten like five or six 
huge bites of this stuff. I'm thinking, well, this is weird chicken, but whatever. They walk by and they point down at it. And it was Dennis Merrill. He goes, this fish is good, isn't it? <laughs> and for whatever reason, when he said fish, I realized I'm chewing fish. And I don't like fish. <laughs> and suddenly I knew I'm, I've got a mouthful of fish. <laughs> And I'm just, I was like, oh, and it was so weird because I wasn't, I wasn't power of suggestion. Bro. It really was. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I mean, at least he didn't say like, you know, <laughs> this koala. I don't know what he would have. <laughs> why would they have koala in Panama? It's but, Panamanian koalas are mm, delicious. Famous worldwide. Yeah. They're native to the area. Oh, they are. They are. Although that's, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, speaking of Chinese, you know, it's like one of the few things on keto that I can't. I mean, I can't. I had. I went to a Chinese restaurant one day with the staff. Yeah, and we just ordered everything: no rice and no sauce. So it's just like dry chicken and vegetables, which I could just mis- go get elsewhere. Sounds miserable. You know? But I am. There are a couple like Asian um, alternatives. Rice, rice is so good, though. John, potatoes are good. They are, but I just don't. Bread, like, bread John, bread. I, yeah, I'm okay though. I'm good. Okay. I feel. Right. I feel good. You man. do. You look good. It's been like seven months. You look great, John. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and you know what, listeners? You look great, too. <laughs> and we're so happy that uh, you've joined us for another uh, just sit down with my friend, John and Johnny. We just open up our hearts, Johnny. <laughs> just open our hearts. But seriously, uh, Johnny may be coming to a city near you. And you need to uh, you need to go to his website, yeah. look at his calendar. Do it. You need to buy tickets, buy Wisconsin, extras for your friends. Now, Wisconsin people, you've got a few weeks because I'm coming there with my buddy Dustin Nickerson. Yeah. For two shows, the 14th, or it, wait, 15th, we are in Waukesha, yeah. Wisconsin, yeah, which is a lot of vowels. And then we are, the next day, we are in Wisconsin Rapids. That's a place. So Wisconsin people, man. Do they have Rapids there? there? It's a co-headlining, I don't know, maybe. It seems like they would. Right. Maybe they just all walk really fast. That's true. That's They're just they rapidly walking people. No, Wisconsin's a beautiful state and lovely people. Yeah. The chi, they love the cheese there, of oh, course. Yeah. It's yeah. A lot of, they push cheese on you. Oh. You got to try the curds. Oh, they do? Then I'll tell you. Try the our, cheese our curds. You got to try the cheese curds. Try the cheese our curds. You're, Patrick, like, yeah. you're like, ma'am, this is a bank. Yeah. <laughs> Put them in the tube, then they put them in the... Our friend Patrick Gear, uh, who was in town the other day, yeah. was so kind. He brought us some like five-year-old aged You know, cheddar. he didn't bring me Jack Squat. Well, we asked. Uh, oh. You know, like Colby Jack squat? No. That's a, I mean, it's my favorite. It's a difference. It's so good. I didn't, I was kind of offended by that because I've known Patrick longer than you. Well, did you ask him? No. See, I think I asked. Johnny, as you've learned with me in the reviewer, you, I don't You just go, back. hey, bring us some cheese. Did you pay him for the cheese? I tried to pay him for the cheese. He wouldn't take it. <sighs> like I offered to pay. Try to pay is a strong thing. I didn't like hand money to him yeah. per se. But it was a Sunday morning. He came on Easter Sunday morning and we saw him and we invited him to our house afterwards because I don't know if they had anywhere to go, but they had yeah. another place to go. And so he gave us the cheese and I texted him. I was like, bro, the cheese is great. Let me set, tell me how much it was. I sent to you. And he was like, no way, man. So uh, <laughs> your money's no good here. <laughs> this is free cheese. Yeah, it's good though. Like we're still eating it. So that's the thing. Keto, you can have all the cheese you want, bro. That's true. Just sit in bed and eat blocks You're of cheese. Just bound up. I am. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that right there. Uh-huh. But hey, you should share uh, yes. this episode. Uh, we, do. We're having great listenership right now. We're having people uh, record breaking, John. Yeah, we really are. We set. Uh, there are records, but still 
Right. They're, we were keep breaking. We're not breaking own. like iTunes records. No, no. Apple records. We are excited as of right now. So I'm just going to say it like this. I'm not going to say who in case you, know, you never know what happens. But we do have a special guest interview for next week. Oh schedule. yeah, you're yeah. going to want to tune in for sure. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Um, exciting, exciting things in the moving story. That uh, the great people, great people. So that's happening next week. And uh, hey, I'm taking a cruise in a few weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your dream. Yeah, uh, there'll still be an episode to talk about that that week, so it's going to air, but it's going to uh, come, come out, but yeah, I'm going to be, uh, that's my dream, but it's still, it's seven days. I told the church Sunday, which by the way, if you want to listen to Sunday's message, we talked about the one another's of scripture, you can go to the messages from the Grove podcast. Yeah. You can listen where I shared about being kind and tender hearted and forgiving one another. So you got the cool hip hop intro? No, remember that was only on episode zero. Oh, yeah. Man. But you can always go back to our podcast, listen to that, and then yeah. just skip ahead to that one. So <laughs> if you want to hear that message, that's uh that's up at Messages at the Grove. Sorry, messages from the Grove. Sorry, you know what? Yeah, and I even different. said that in episode zero. Now I'm letting everybody know. I just confess things. That's what I do. I made that mistake. It was too late. It's out there and published. So but uh you can also follow us on our respective Twitter handles. Do it. Johnny IE underscore. It's not Johnny IE, it's Johnny no, with it's an Johnny IE. Johnny IE <laughs> <laughs> What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an anime character. Johnny IE <laughs> like a huge bolt of light comes in. It's like your call sign. Oh look at that. I always thought I might take a peek at you. Uh, oh, anyway. That's sad. Uh, sorry, that's a p- punny dad, dad jokes, word plays. Those are our specialties. So, just a humorist, Johnny, not a comedian. No, nope. what do you want from me? No. John underscore driver. That's right. Uh, it's, it sounds like it's spelled. Yeah. So, send us your love and your care and your questions and concerns. Yeah, yeah. We answered a few questions last week. We'll answer a few as you continue to send them. Thank yeah. you. Things. Think about this. No, you're not just questions for us personally. But what kind of topics do you want us to discuss? That's a mm, great thing. That's like, big. What do you want us to talk about? What do you want us to tackle? Right. We are talking about nothing things here. too heavy though right no we don't want to go just make it make it something no you know what johnny no bring bring the heat bring whatever we do we reserve the right to not do it that's true (laughs) we'll just ignore those yeah no but no we'll send us topics and things you want to talk about things that are helpful and uh and for real if it it meant something to you always say that just ask one friend to listen hey just listen to this thing they're like i don't listen to podcasts you're like if each one will reach one is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying if each person will do that then we'll have exactly double the people you know and if you give a four-star review, remember, it's exactly one less than a five-star. So one might say not as good. So anyway, hey, guys, we do appreciate you always listening, and uh, we'll look forward to the next episode of <laughs> Talk About That. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grothuis, host of Truth Tribe where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.